All right, let's talk a little bit of basketball recruiting. It's been a busy couple of weeks around Louisville with the Cards picking up their first commitment over the weekend in Louisville Live. And uh, now we'll bring in Richard Gatewood, who is the head coach of the postgrad program at Aspire Academy here in Louisville and also a close family friend of mine. Richard, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Let me ask you this. About eight years ago when you and I met, did you ever envision that you would be on a podcast with me interviewing you? <laughs> no, but everything works out for a reason, right? I know, and it's really funny. Uh, no, I did not. Friday night, we're getting ready for now my brother-in-law's wedding, and Richard and I are sipping some White Claws, and I'm like, hey, man, come on the podcast. I think it's perfect time. He's like, oh, yeah, man. All right. Oh, man. The well, times have come. You've got one kid, and I've got three, right? Right, and every time your kids come around, I'm very thankful that I've got just the one crazy one. Exactly, exactly. All right, man, well, let's let's jump into it a little bit. For the people who don't know who you are, you are now the, the head coach of the Aspire Prep program, like I said, or the post-grad program. You were previously the head coach at Taylor County um, at Moore High School and assistant coach at J-Town, uh, as well as the, the uh -huh. prep program in South Carolina. Is it 22 Feet Academy, is that right? Yes, sir. All right, and now you are the, the, the coach of Aspire. You coach Jethro Muskinen, who is a name that Louisville fans have just become familiar with in the last couple of weeks. Tell us about him. Tell us, you know, how things have kind of come into play the last couple of weeks where Louisville has gotten heavily involved with him and, and where things kind of stand right now. Well, it's been a good problem to have. Um, you know, he, he's a great kid outside of being a, a very talented basketball player. Um, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise for the whole program because, he's, you know, he's helping bring it in schools. And you, you all know how the business works. You know, even if that school doesn't recruit, uh, other kids that we have, they might have know somebody that's looking for a kid or a friend because, you know, college coaching is like a cult, so, and they'll make a phone call for that kid, but um, it, no, it's been good, man. It's been a, it's been busy, but, you know, he's kind of he's kind of blew up, and we've, we've been working the phones for him also to help him get as many options as possible, um, but, you know, it's like, you know, once, once we got Louisville in, um, you know, it, it was a good situation because We've been telling, you know, Coach Mack and the staff the whole time, he's a Chris Mack type big. You know, he's a 6'10 kid that is an elite rebounder. He's a pick and pop big. Um, you know, he's got he's to tighten his handle a little bit. He's got to make a little bit better decision with the ball. His body's good right now, but it's not college ready. But once he gets in a college weight room, it's over. Uh, just simple fact because he will get in there and work. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, he's, he's just an even better kid. He's, you know, he's had Memphis, Louisville. Uh, Kansas has been in, Kansas State has been in like four or five times in the last two weeks. So, you know, it's a, it's a good problem to have. We're, you know, we're just trying to build this thing up and, and get it going. And Jethro's kind of helping us keeping it going. In terms of his play on the court, how does he compare to some of the other bigs that you've coached? I know the one that I know is Zach Price, but I, you know, I, there's been several others that you've had, but where, where does he kind of rank in terms of, you know, the better ones that you've had? Well, I had Mamadou Diarra, who's now he'll be a junior at Cincinnati. He played for me at 22 feet. Um, I mean, he's one of the better bigs I've seen just because he controls what he can control, and he controls the backboard. I mean, he rebounds outside of his area. He is an elite rebounder. And, I mean, here's the thing, Jacob, is that, you know, you can drill rebounding drills with kids, but until that kid gets the will to go rebound, they're just not going to get it. And we don't have to tell him to go rebound. He goes and gets it, you know. So, and, you know, it's – if you're a Louisville fan, you know what Chris Mack's like. He loves his big, you know, to rebound. He loves them being physical. He loves them being able to run the floor. Uh, that's one thing he does extremely well also. I mean, he can run the floor with the best of them. So, um, I mean, he ranks up there very high because, I mean, he's a hard worker too. 
you know, he's very coachable. Um, you know, so and he, he picked up he picked up things pretty fast. So he's got a pretty good IQ. But he's not the perfect player. Like I said, you know, I mean, he, he's got to work on his handle. He's got to get a little tighter. He's got to make a little bit better decision with the ball. His body's got to get a little bit better. But Far is an elite rebounder, big. And, you know, I coached AAU this past summer. I haven't seen a big to rebound it like he gets. I mean, he just he just goes and gets it. Well, that's really interesting to hear, Richard. So, so when we're talking about his recruitment with Louisville, um, we know he was at Louisville Live on Friday, right? So w- what were his thoughts um, about, I-, I guess it was an unofficial visit, but what were his thoughts regarding uh, Louisville Live? I mean, he absolutely loved it. Um, he was talking about how the fans were, you know, following him on Twitter and Instagram, DMing him. They knew his name. I mean, he, he was kind of like shocked, and I was like, right. you're in Kentucky now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, look. Louisville basketball, Kentucky basketball, you know, just to be honest, they're nuts about, you know, their program. And I told him that. And I said, you know, it's big time here. And I said, wait till you go to a game, you know, here in November, December, and when you see the young. But he's actually going on another unofficial uh, tomorrow. So he's going on an unofficial tomorrow with the staff. He's going to see, you know, meet with them personally so he'll have a little bit more time and see everything, go down, see the Yum Center and whatnot, and actually get to see it and walk around. And, uh, you know, he's super excited. You know, I, I mean, you know, if I was – you know, a betting man, you know, I would definitely not bet against Louisville right now. You know, I would say Kansas and Kansas State are the leaders just because, you know, Kansas State has kind of been there right from the get-go. And Bruce Weber's done a, you know, phenomenal job with him so far um, in Kansas is Kansas, you know, even though everything's going on. But, you know, you know, I definitely would not bet against Louisville. You mentioned some of the Big 12 programs. In your mind, is this a is this Big 12 versus everybody else? I mean, I know you said Kansas and Kansas State, but he's I know in his offer sheets he's got Texas Tech. And a couple of other programs down in that area, which I believe he's from Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, do you just kind of feel like this is a kid that's the Big 12s to lose right now? I I completely agree. Um, you know, it's not good for him being in Louisville <laughs> for those other schools, just because they can see him as much as they want. You know, and he's right down the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would I would say that's a good observation of it. You know, just simplify because he's you know he's right from that Texas Kansas area. Uh, he went to Sunrise Christian last year, and he played against the number one player in the country. So, you know, he kind of got some exposure but didn't. But, you know, I think this year he's going to be able to really show what he can do. Um, I mean, he'll be, he'll be a double-digit rebounding big. You know, he'll average over double digits. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely say, you know, he's the Big 12 to lose. You, you've been coaching for quite a while now, and during your time as a coach at J-Town and Moore, Taylor County, 22 feet, you've had a lot of players who have gone and played really good Division One programs. Just for you specifically, what is it? what's your approach when that you take with kids when you're dealing with coaches and helping them find the right fit in their recruitment? Well, you always got to look at what they got coming back. You know, I mean, every kid wants to have the opportunity to play right away. But, you know, we always tell them, you got to go out and earn it. Um, you know, you're not just going to be handed to you. So we always tell them, look at where there's, a, you know, a, a place that you could pe- possibly play right away. We also look, what is your goals when you get to college? You know, do you want to go just try to go to NBA? Do you want to try to go play pro ball overseas? Or do you actually want to play in the NCAA tournament? You know, and, and we get different questions like that with them to the point where, you know, hey, you know, if you go to this school, you know, there's a chance that you might not play in any NCAA tournament not unless you win your conference. And there's a lot of schools like that. But, you know, the schools that he's gotten recruiting necessarily don't have that problem. Um, I think it's more a fit being comfortable with the head coach, um, you know, just just all things around from style of play, uh, what they have coming back. You know, we, we try to tell them from every angle to look at it like that. And then, you know, we try to prepare them in our own way where, 
you know, we're hard on them. You know, we're not very easy on them. They, you know, they go 6 a.m. workouts here. Some of them go to school at Holy Cross. The high school kids and our post-grad kids take classes online, you know. I mean, so they're going all day long, and they don't really have a lot of free time. We try to tell them, you know, it's going to be like this in college. You know, you're going to be going two or three days. You're going to be going weight room, conditioning, study hall, practice, sleep. You know, you're, you're not going to have a lot of free time. So right. we try to tell them, you know, it's a business at the end of the day, and those coaches can get fired for not winning. And, you know, they've got to take this seriously at the end of the day. Right. It's interesting to hear your approach and kind of something from uh, your perspective as, as some of these college kids as head coaches in the recruitment process. Um, one of the big recruitments that um, – Obviously, you're pretty familiar with working with Chris Mack, um, going back to your roots in Taylor County uh, when you coached Quentin Gooden, who was a great player for him, Xavier. Um, what was it kind mm-hmm. of like interacting with Coach Mack? Um, do you think that his interaction with, with you guys and his recruitment process is different now than it was um, back then when he was recruiting Quentin, or is it kind of he's just been the same guy that he's always been? Same guy he's always been, man. Just very genuine, um, down to earth. You can talk to him. Um, it's not about him. It's about the kid. Um, you know, and a lot, and that's the problem with recruiting. And that's why a lot of guys in the past didn't get guys is because they made it about them. Mm-hmm. Where Chris is about Louisville basketball. You know, he's about the city. He's about the fans. He's about the kids. So I would say, you know, he's just kind of a little older and a little wiser, maybe, and, um, and all his selling tactics. But I mean, right. he's still the same guy. You know, um, he's, He's all about University of Louisville. You know, he doesn't have all these outside distractions on. He's a basketball coach, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, that's what you want to send your kid to. Um, you, you'll know he'll be in good hands. You've also dealt with Rick Pitino in the past, having him recruited David Sloan when you were down at Taylor County and uh, as well as obviously with Zach Price at J-Town. What's the biggest difference between those two? I think a lot of Louisville fans are curious just because the recruitment is still really high level just like it was when Pitino was here but it's a completely different process and a completely different style. So give us kind of the synopsis of the, the things that are the same. What's different between the, those two guys? I mean, Chris is selling the program at the end of the day. Chris is not selling Chris Mack. You know, he doesn't have to sell him. Um, where Coach Patino, I mean, you know, when you've had a lot of success, it's, it's just different styles. You know, he tries to sell how many guys he's got in the NBA and, you know, what guys he's coached that, you know, that were all Americans and, or McDonald's All-Americans that he coached, you know. So it was kind of a different sale where, you know, I mean, Chris is Chris is about the University of Louisville at the end of the day. Um, he's about getting kids in here, getting them better, making them better, and then trying to get them to the NBA or whatever their dream may be after they get their degree. Um, so I would say that was the biggest difference between Coach P and Coach Mack. Coach P was more, you know, this is what I've done, this is what I can do for you. Where Coach Mack is just, I mean, he's selling the young, he's selling the fan base, he's selling what he's already got there, and he's selling the program. So, I mean, it's, you know, he's he's got a good situation going. I would just say, you know, Louisville fans have got to kind of be patient because uh, Rome went built in a night. You know, everybody's screaming Final Four this year, and they will have a great team. But I think long term, uh, you've got to love Chris Mack and where he's going with it because he's more like Coach Crumb, where he could be here for 30 years win two or three national championships and, you know, get this thing going in the right direction. All right. You'll have to follow me on this because this is a kind of a long-winded question, but as a, as a guy who has coached in the city of Louisville for quite a while now and, and seen the talent that's come out of this state and this city, one of the things that's been really interesting for me to watch over the last few years is Louisville fans start to kind of turn their attention to wanting to land lo- local kids 
Whereas before it was, we want the best kids no matter where they're from. And, you know, obviously we saw a guy like Keelan Martin get out of the city of Louisville and go on to have a great career. Uh, same with Dwayne Sutton. Ultimately, you know, he transferred back. But with Keelan Martin, Louisville fans at the end of the day were kicking themselves that Rick Pitino never recruited him. When it comes to uh, a guy like J.J. Trainer specifically who plays at Bardstown, I know he's got the Louisville ties. And compared to some of the other kids that, you know, you might hear about outside of the city of Louisville, in your mind, does it make more sense to spend time recruiting out of your own backyard, even if the kid might take a couple more years to kind of come along um, versus letting them get out of here and ultimately regret it later. No, I completely agree because too many college coaches want the finished product right now. Uh, you know, they and that and that doesn't matter what level of division one it is. You know, some guys just don't get it. They think they should get the finished product right now, which means no. You know, there's never a finished product. There's a kid that he can always get better at something. You know, when you're working on your craft. So, my biggest thing is, is you know, yes, you've got to get some in-state talent to stay when you have it in-state. David Johnson is a prime example of that. You know, there's not too many high major kids that's coming out of the state of Kentucky every year just to simplify because the talent level is down. And that's no knock on our state. It's just we're a smaller state at the end of the day. So we're going to have a high major kid, you know, once or twice every, you know, three to four years. You know, for David Johnson, you know, it was Quentin Good and David Sloan. Before them two, it was kind of really race balding, you know, as far as a – pure high major kid, you know, but I completely agree. I mean, you've got to keep some of these guys, especially, you know, I mean, JJ six, nine, he's very skilled. He, you know, he's another year or two away because, you know, I coached in that region. So he'll get away with a lot just because of his size and his athleticism. Um, but I mean, no, I mean, he would be a no brainer for here. You know, his dad played here. So, and you know, Chris has got a different type of personality where, you know, he just wants you to work hard at the end of the day. You know, if you're not working hard, trust me, He's going to get into you. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're playing with effort, he can make up with a, for a lot of mistakes. And that's, you know, that's like his mantra is just, you know, I want these guys to play with the effort and I want them to come in and work hard. And, and No, I completely agree. You've got to keep in-state talent because you don't want to – I mean, Keelan Martin's not the only one. Shelvin Mack, you know, I mean, there's been a lot outside of Louisville uh, that's kind of went elsewhere. But Wayne was one, though, too, that when he came out, you know, I actually called college coaches for him and – Nope, and it was amazing out of West Kentucky, Murray State, Northern Kentucky, and Moorhead. Nobody had any interest in that kid. And then he goes to UNC Asheville, freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. They win the conference, and then he transfers back, and he's having, you know, one heck of a career. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's a prime example of, you know, you got to take a chance with some of these kids every now and then, just simplify because, you know, they're in state, they've got some talent, and they've played on the shoe circuit. So, I, and I think more than anything, it's more evaluate the talent, you know. So, it's hard to evaluate talent in Kentucky, like I said, because the talent level is so bad. Where if you come to our practice, you know, it's an absolute war because you've had you've got division one and high division two kids all through the program. So if you don't come ready to play, you know, you're either gonna get better or you're gonna get your butt kicked at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you can't really duplicate that in the state of Kentucky, um, on a high school front, you know, even when I was at Taylor County, I had to put David and Quentin on opposite teams in practice every day just because I wouldn't have got anything done. Um, and, you know, other high school coaches go through that with their better, you know, their elite players. But, no, I completely agree with you. We've got to stay in state. We've got to keep kids like Keelan Martin in state, Shelvin Mack. I'm sure Scotty Hobson's one. You, you know I'd be remiss without yeah. naming Remy Abel and Cameron Woods. Like, those are the two kids that I saw Remy get away, Abel, man. Cameron Woods, absolutely. You know, I mean, you, you've had uh, Cameron Woods is definitely – I mean, he had a great career at Butler, and then mm-hmm. Remy finished out at Xavier, you know. So, 
Absolutely. I mean, you've got, and you're not going to have a ton, like we talked about. You know, you're not going to have a ton, but, you know, once every two years, you, you definitely got to keep them in here. But David Johnson, man, he's one that's going to be special. So. Yeah, and we'll get you out of here on this one. I know you you and I have talked about this a couple of times throughout the summer, but Jay Scrub is a kid that you've known for a while. You've known his dad for a while. You've worked him at some of the camps that you've done. What what can Louisville fans expect out of him? You know, you hear that JUCO tag a lot of the times, and, and fans are like, well, that's not as sexy as a five-star or a four-star. But in my opinion, we talked about this a couple of times, I think Jay Scrub is arguably one of the top five kids in the country just specifically based off of where he's where he's been and some of the things that he's achieved so far. But in your mind, what does he bring to the Louisville program? You're getting a McDonald's All-American type elite talent as a JUCO player is what he is. I mean, he's 6'5", he's a lefty, he shoots it well, he's got a great body already. You know, you're getting a kid that, that's ready for the college game. You know, where sometimes when you get some McDonald's All-Americans, even though they're still high school kids, they're still not ready. You know, and they're, they're thinking one and done, and they're, they don't, they're not thinking about the process where Jay's had to go to JUCO for two years and absolutely grind it out. Um, but no, man, I mean, he's got a chance to be a pro and he knows that. And his dad's kind of kept him level headed. You know, I've watched him play since he was in the eighth grade and you always watch these kids and you can tell if they're going to be special or not. And, you know, he was one of them growing up. You're like, man, if, you know, if he sticks with it and keeps his head on straight and continues to work at it, you know, he can, he can make money one day playing the game. And little fans definitely, definitely should be excited about that one because that one is a great gift for the staff. There's no doubt about that. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for coming on talking with us. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk soon with news of a, a commitment from one of your players. Um, but if not, you know, it, it's all good. So, Richard, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon, man. Absolutely, man. Love to have you guys around for practice soon. Anytime. We'll be there. Thanks, Coach. See ya.